The year is 2002. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club where we go through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, your comic book master, and after I'm hmm. done with you, you'll have an iron deficiency, if you know what I mean. Wink. Uh, I'm joined today by Charlotte, comic huh. book rainbow belt, and Charlotte, uh, after taking part in all the French uprising riot happening right now, uh, did tackle... Uh, President Macron and uh, sniff him and go ah Charlotte how was that experience can, uh, can you just repeat the name of the president because I love the way you said it <laughs> Macron Macron is that what I said yeah I, I don't know I don't know why it feels like you're adding a G at the end there. Ma- <laughs> Macron no, ma- ma- Macron <laughs> yeah I'll get yeah, you sure. Macron um <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Ooh, once say- again, Macron. <laughs> uh, it sounds like the bad, bad guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it is very, <laughs> it's very TMNT. Um, <sighs> yeah, so if you haven't guessed from that weird introduction, we uh, we watched X2, which is actually from 2003. This is a variant from 2002, but it kind of lined up with our schedules. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. Um, this is a variant cover. I didn't mention that earlier. Uh, so we're not talking any comics, but uh, we are... No, we're almost... actually moving My Marvelous Year towards only to discussing uh, X-Men movies from the 2000s. Like, that's the only thing we're going to do uh, from now on in My Marvelous Year. And we're excited about it. done uh, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> in a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's more of them than I kind of realized. There's about nine, ten of them. Um, there's more than, than there should be, but yeah. Yeah, that's certainly true. Um... But if you're reading along with the uh, the comic book reading club, we just finished up our discussion of X Force Ecstatics, Chamber Exiles, and then next week we'll be covering a bunch of Fantastic Four stuff, including uh, the Wade and Ringo run beginning and Fantastic Four One Two Three Four with Grant Morrison. Uh, also, Avengers: The End of the Kurt Busiek run, which uh, if you want to hear Dave berate me because I didn't actually read it for the episode, uh, <laughs> tune in next week. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. And uh, as far as announcements go, one other thing, um, Extra Issues has been going for about six months. Charlotte and I finished up. It's our side podcast that has been giving, we've been giving early access on Patreon for the last six months. We just finished our six-month superhero subversion theme to that. So we covered Watchmen, Planetary, uh, Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt, etc. And um, since we've been doing it for about six months, uh it's starting to go into a public feed. It's going to replace the My Ultimate Year public feed. All those episodes are still going to stay up on that feed, but the feed's just going to be renamed and artwork put up. That hasn't happened yet, but uh, as soon as we can work that out with the um, publishing company or whatever, hosting company, um, we'll get that up. So hopefully sometime this week. Uh, we just started talking about the works of Molly Knox Ostertag, generally a YA um, graphic novel writer and cartoonist. 
who uh, we just did the first episode on all of her webcomics, uh, which was really fun. Really worth checking out yeah. if you're interested. You can get access nice to... Nice change of pace, uh, more than superhero versions, because it's still like the superhero world, which we already on memos here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's exciting to, to get a bit away from that, to do something completely fresh. Uh, it was really interesting. And also doing like yeah. only webcomic, which we haven't really done before. Yeah, it was my first like webcomic that I had read at length. Um, I've read a little bit here and there, but... We covered Strong Female Protagonist, um, which was very good. Anyway, uh, go check that out. I think that show's great. Um, yeah. I think that's it, Charlotte. Let's start talking X2. When Have you seen this movie before? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd seen, I've seen old mo- the, the X movies twice before. All of except, them? Except, oh, okay. yeah, all of them, except Wolverine 2, which I've only seen once. And then I think Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix, I've only seen one once each. But yeah, every other one I've seen at least twice. I like, before talking about like what I thought of uh, re-watching it uh, yesterday, like I remember it fondly. I remember it as the best one in the initial trilogy mm-hmm. and one of the best ones overall, which is, I think, like the overall se- sentiment. And I yeah. think for some people, it's even like the best Marvel movie or superhero movie, uh, which is uh, an opinion we'll discuss, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah I, like I had people with that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, I had fond memory of it. I don't. I, I had fond memories of it. I don't. I didn't remember it quite clearly. Like I remember it overall, but like I don't. Rem- I don't remember it as well as the more recent ones. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see how uh, how my point of view evolved. <laughs> You're gonna find out in real time what your brain thinks. Yeah, about exactly. This movie. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying that <laughs> exactly. like you're about to. It's going to be revealed. I'm about to to have a discussion with me from five years ago. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, yeah, I, I have the, basically the same idea. I was like, oh yeah, people love the second one. I kind of remember. I think the last time I saw this, I was sixteen or something. Like I was in high school, um, and uh, yeah, remember enjoying it. And this time, and I want to preface this. I don't think Charlotte and I are that hot on this. And if you want to come argue with us in the Slack, that's okay. But I do want to say you're only allowed to argue with us if you've seen this in the past, like, five years. Okay? Because I did have some arguments in the Slack where people haven't seen it since they were a teen. And I can't argue with your teen nostalgia <laughs> for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's directed by Brian Singer, who did also the first one. Um, and a bunch of other terrible movies. He did First Class, he did X-Men Apocalypse, he did Bohemian Rhapsody, Superman Returns. No, he didn't do First Class. Matthew Vaughn did First Class. Uh, Oh, that's right. Days of Future Past. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Ooh, I kind of, I think I just assumed it was First Class because it's, First Class is bad. Because you hate that movie. And I think Brian Singer's a pretty bad director. We'll talk about it. Um, But I actually really like Days of Future Past. Okay, so he directed my favorite (laughs) of them. Um, (laughs) At least when I remember, I saw it in theaters. This is the last time I've seen that one, almost ten years ago. Um, yeah, what's the yeah. opposite of child? What's the opposite of uh, childhood nostalgia? Because that's what you have for for first class. Yeah. Oh, I saw that one. I think the day before, I saw Days of Future Past in theaters. I was like, I got to catch up. I'll watch First Class, and I thought First Class stunk. And then I was not excited. But have to you go seen to it the... since? No, and I probably won't ever watch it again. Okay. No. So X two. Wait till um, um, Y reaches two thousand and thirteen. Uh, what do you like about X2? I mean, I like the same things I like about those three uh, first movies overall, which is like, Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart are incredible, and they're perfect for, for those roles, and they're doing their downest best. Um, and so is Hugh, like, Hugh Jackman is also great for Wolverine. 
um, Brian Cox having fun as like a, a comic book villain, which is like I don't I, think he's I having just... enough fun to be honest. I kind of think he could be chewing up the scenery a little more. And I... Yeah, maybe, but like he's doing his he's... job as like big, uh, okay. big classic actor doing a dumb comic book villain because he's a he, like the the character isn't that interesting to be honest. Yeah, I've um, seen him go bigger. Uh, like yeah. Troy, I kind of wanted him on like Troy level. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They could have given him some silly makeup to like, or you know, a hairdo or something to to lean into. Yeah, anyway, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, and I think those are the main things I like. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. think of anything other like I actually <laughs> was like, oh, that's that's fun during the dream. Well, like while watching. I um, okay, so I, I yeah. agree on the casting. I think those three particularly. Stuart Jackman and McKellen are really strong. Um, Halle Berry looks much better in this one. Uh, <laughs> She's not trying to do a weird fake accent. Yeah. In, in like a wig upgrade for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind but of she's still barely a character. Uh, besides like... that, there's, there's plenty of, there's, there's individual moments in this that I think really excel. So like the opening yeah. scene is like cited as a great superhero moment scene of nightcrawler breaking into the the white house i agree i think that's a really fun sequence um i really like the sequence where mystique stabs that guy with a bunch of uh, a syringe full of iron and then magneto pulls it from his body specifically magneto pulling it from his body There's too much iron in your blood <laughs> and then like escaping with that really fun that that's a great little like yeah. leaning into magneto's powers in a creative and interesting way just something i actually think the movies don't do enough of yeah i think they they kind of stay like too grounded and they should be a little bit bigger and sillier yeah. uh, but that sequence is, is so much fun that with like a few little ball bearings he could just wreak havoc on this whole thing um yeah. and then two wolverine fight scenes uh the one where the school is invaded and he kills a bunch of soldiers I think oh is, yeah that's that seems really good yeah i think it's really good and, and i kind of like that it's not squeamish about wolverine just losing it and killing a bunch of people um yeah. it's definitely implied that he beheads one of them i think they couldn't really show it in a pg-13 movie but uh, <laughs> definitely i was like i think you probably wanted to sneak in like a head roll here and it didn't work and then i actually think the um wolverine and lady deathstrike deathstrike De- De- is that what her name is lady death uh, yeah i think yeah so. lady deathstrike lady i was yeah. like is it lady deathstroke um that no, fight no. at the end, That's I think, is guy. really good. That, that fight's pretty well choreographed. Uh, even though I don't yeah. care about that character, and I was not really that invested in the fight, I think. And the movie uh, doesn't either, like, let's be honest. Yeah. She's, yeah. like, she's literally a slave. Like, she doesn't... She she has yeah. her will taken from her, and, like, it's not even barely tragic when she dies. Like, that was a, probably an innocent, an innocent person like, yeah. that she just killed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, uh, I was thinking of what... Um, Kelly said when she guessed it on our episode about the boys, because yeah. that has um, the, one of the boys is uh, the female, and it's the only like prominent female character in the entire thing, basically. Uh, but she's a silent Asian woman who's like super strong, and uh, and Kelly was like, yeah, that's kind of like weirdly a role that women get or like Asian women get is like the strong silent assassin or warrior, um, which is like a trope I hadn't really thought of, and she she cited. Um, the woman from Sin City, I can't remember her name, but um, yeah, this is the same thing. Uh, so I'm like, oh yeah. my god, maybe, maybe it really is like a trope that's all over the place, and I just hadn't noticed it before. Like, um, okay, so my problems with these movies, two problems. One, no character has an arc in this. No, three, pro- fo- four problems. <laughs> <laughs> Lots three, of problems. Th- three problems. 
One, no characters have arcs. Um, there are basically no arcs in this movie. Uh, people end the movie, basically, besides, like, literal plot things that happen to them, like Magneto escapes prison, you know, so that's something that happens to him, but not, like, thematically or to his character. He leaves the movie basically the same guy. Um, the only character decision that gets made is, like, Wolverine starts the movie looking for his past, and at the, at the end he makes a single choice to abandon looking for his past to, like, help his friends. Which is not built up to, it's just a thing that happens at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, like, he goes from... Uh, I feel like that's, like, at the end of the f the first movie, he just leaves the team and goes on to do his own thing. And, like, by, like he comes back and gets, like protecting the kids dumped on him like which is which yeah. he isn't here to do at all and like I, I feel like there's an evolution from here like protecting the kids and learning to like have that become part of his role in the team um he mostly protects the kids deciding that he really to... likes anyway so like he's just protective of rogue um well because they're the actual name characters so they're the one that stick, uh, yeah. that stick around yeah. but like he's like even just him interacting with that kid switching the channels in the mansion and like just saving the kids during the uh, the attack like i feel like that arc works to me um yeah, but yeah it's, i don't it's disagree like the That's... one arc yeah right i mean famke jansen as uh as jean gray it's like she starts out and they're referencing that like she's having visions and like her powers are stronger than they've ever been and then that's it. Like, it's, it's not a struggle. <laughs> it's not something that we don't know why it's happening. It's not something she's, like, dealing with besides being a little nervous about it. And at the end, she uses her big powers to save the X-Men and sacrifices herself. But it's not, like, a yeah. choice. It's not the completion of a character arc. No one does. Like, Patrick Stewart doesn't really have... It, it, it's just weirdly a flat line for every character. Except for, like, the most basic, bare-bones screenwriting of, like... Halle Berry or Storm and Nightcrawler have a conversation about, like, faith. And then at the end, Nightcrawler gets to say, like, you gotta have faith <laughs> or something. And then, or, <laughs> or Halle Berry says it back to him, like, faith, Nightcrawler, as he teleports. To, and that's their arcs, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's all pretty flimsy. And then I think, like, I mean, the, the bigger problem, not necessarily that they just don't have arcs, but it's also they're kind of boring and flatly written. I think, like, these characters don't pop. I, it got me thinking about the MCU and why, like... You know, I generally like more most MCU movies more than this. Um, this also has the disadvantage of being twenty years old, right? So, like, I rated Quantum Mania just above this in my like, I mean, know, letter letterbox yeah. ranking. But ask me again in twenty years, right? So, like, but also like compare these two to the Raimi Spider Man movies. Like, those movies are full of personality, full of characters, and like have actual arcs compared oh, to yeah, X Men. Right. I feel yeah, yeah. like even if you compare to other super movies of the same time, like, yeah, they're, they're very much missing something there. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the, the clear comparison is Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, which were coming out <clears throat> around the same time. And yeah. I think like don't hold a candle like the X-Men movies don't hold a candle to those movies. I think those like both really excel kind of fun, big super heroics. I think they get the tone much better. I mean, something about these movies is they're so serious, uh, you know, which... The, like, I, I mean, the MCU, one of its huge draws is its characters, right? I think, uh, you know, even when I walk away from MCU movies that I'm pretty lukewarm on, I'm like, oh, but, you know, I like that person, like Miss Marvel, the show, which I didn't like that much, but I'm like, she's very good as a character. I'm excited to see her and, like, future stuff. And yeah. the kind of, like, big comic booky connectivity, um, 
that the MCU does, this, you know, is still in that <clears throat> kind of like self-conscious, like we have to fit a superhero movie slightly into another mold uh, instead of, you know, letting a comic book movie be a comic book movie, right? Like compare this to the goofiness of MODOK showing up and letting it be like just MODOK and not like, you know, if they tried to do a MODOK in 2003, it would just be like a Terminator-esque machine and they wouldn't like lean into the goofiness and it would yeah. just be a wink. Oh, kind of like, we, we joked about this with Wakanda Forever, where, like, if there was a Namor character, you know, in the early 2000s, he wouldn't actually have little angel wings with no explanations on his ankles. They would, like, give the man, you know, uh, like, angel wing tattoos on his ankles just as, like, a reference point. Um, but they wouldn't actually, like, shy away. So, like, I, I kind of miss that stuff from these movies, you know. I think, like, there's lots of big, silly superhero stuff it doesn't do. It's trying to kind of fit it into a more standard action movie mold. Um, which, to be fair, some of the early MCU movies do, too. Like, X-Men, or not X-Men, um, Iron Man. It's not that dissimilar in tone to this. Uh, neither is Captain America. I also think those are just better directed movies. I think Brian Singer is kind yeah, of... Yeah, and even, like, on a character director. level, they the secondary characters outside the, like, either Cap or Iron Man have more to do, have more mm -hmm. interesting... Even personalities, like, the... Like, there are scenes with Jean and, and Storm in X2 that, like, both those actresses' line could have been interchanged, and, like, oh, they sure. would have been the same. Yeah. Like, and the same is true for a lot of characters. Like, those are Wolverine movies, with a bit of Professor X and Magneto, like, sprinkled in there. But, like, Cyclops is in a character, Jean is in a character, Storm is in a character. Like, they're... Yeah, Rogue, Rogue was such a big character in the last Rogue movie. Rogue kind of, yeah. And she has nothing here. I, I think she... Well, she has the same kind of thing. But but she doesn't really get like there's no arc to it like she doesn't get yeah. you know she doesn't get a it's just a scene showing like this is Rogue's problem and she can't kiss a boy and then she's upset about it and she just screams her way Anna Paquin's really bad at this <laughs> she just kind of like <laughs> screams and looks like with gooby eyes at her boyfriend who Sean Ashmore is also just like tough to look at these days <laughs> he's so early two thousands like he's so like dweeby looking he's not as bad as uh, oh, okay. the guy so, <laughs> that that sounded really mean. <laughs> Like, oh no, he's like a very handsome guy. Like, just, oh, he looks really bad these days. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Change that <laughs> no, no, like, I mean, he has a beard, but that's it. No, he, he's a very <laughs> handsome guy. He's just so indicative yeah. of that like pretty boy two thousands casting. Yeah, no, yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> that like he's just casted for for his looks and like quote unquote heartthrob yeah. appeal. Um, I mean, he's not as bad honestly, as, like, like Pyro is the character that has yeah. most of an arc in this movie. Like he he actually is, makes a decision that changes his place yes. by the end of the movie. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yes, he he's also intolerable though. <laughs> like <laughs> spending time with him, he's really annoying. I mean, they're teenagers, um, of course, they're intolerable. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's like this is X Men. Like, you need the individual X Men to be fun and interesting, and like we need as the audience to like them in the way we mm -hmm. do in the comics. Like, yeah. X Men comics are so popular because everyone has their own favorite. Like, and like you, you get some common denominators. Like, you get a lot of Nightcrawler fans, a lot of Wolverine fans, but like everyone's got their faves. And I I feel like with those first three first movies, like that's you don't get a choice. It's just Wolverine or or that's it. Like. Maybe Magneto. every single yeah. other character is here to be a secondary character to Wolverine's story, and again, to a lesser degree, Professor X and Magneto's. Um, but like, 
that's disappointing. This is X-Men. This isn't, like, this is more of a Wolverine movie than Civil War is a Captain America movie. Like, mm-hmm. which is yeah, sure. annoying. <laughs> it's, it's annoying. Like, I, and yeah. like, the, a part of it is me being a comics fan. I'm like, I love Storm. Storm is one of the best characters in Marvel. So, same thing for Nightcrawler. Like, I love those two characters. And they're nothing. Like, I mean, Nightcrawler Storm, here is yeah, like yeah. a... Yeah, let's talk that Nightcrawler is like a huge problem in this movie for me. And yeah, like he allows yeah. for fun action scenes, but otherwise, like he's one nothing. one fun action scene. The <laughs> Wait, thing is, yeah. like it's so I, I'm not usually against you know like the movies and the the TV shows kind of retooling characters if they're trying to add something, you know. Or but it's like not approaching retooled; it like it's watered down. I feel it's like a, well, it's they a totally don't different big person, totally different person entirely, right? Like Nightcrawler should be kind of like uh bold and goofy and like friend like super friendly in this he's kind of well sulky but like i can see it being interesting if he grows into that mm-hmm. like him starting off kind of like afraid and i don't know like i don't think the characterization of nightcrawler in this movie is necessarily contradictory or like like less interesting than the the comics characterization like i don't think those two are couldn't be part of the same story, but like, it's just nothing interesting. And well, like, I think, he, I think it's a bad that... performance too from Alan Cummings. I think Alan yeah, Cummings is leaning too into like the weird uncanniness of him. So like, he literally like, you know, it's supposed to be oh, he, you know, this poor mutant who can't help but look like totally alien to people, and you know, the juxtaposition between like, no, he's really like this sweet, pure heart, and you know, like great guy. But he looks like a devil. But in the movie, I mean, you, you know, know what it is, it, actually. Well, wait, wait let it's me like, say. In, in the movie, oh, he ahead. like makes eye contact with talk to, eye contact with people, and then he'll like tilt his head and go, <laughs> and like slurp, uh, like saliva. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, you look, you kind, and you're self mutilating yourself for every sin. Like he yeah. looks. I like mean, I gotta it, say, like that's the thing they do with El. Every non-human mutant, like, they make Mystic do that, they make Toad do that, like, <laughs> that's a weird thing that they do with every um, every non-human yeah, mutant. Sure. Yeah, sure. No, yeah. you know what it is, is that, like, this version is Night- of Nightcrawler is a Nightcrawler, like, he's Caliban. That's, that's sure, yeah. just what Caliban is in the comics. <laughs> yeah, that's a good like, point. this is just Caliban, yeah, that's weird. I mean, um, he literally, I, I did, because I was joking about, like, how off this version of Nightcrawler is, and I'm like, they can't help but make him kind of, like... The slimy little creep in the movie and they're like he really shouldn't be he should be a sweetie um yeah but when he breaks into the president's office he like he literally he like mounts the president on his desk and he like goes <sighs> yeah like smells him and then sighs like sexually and it's like oh yeah you're a weird little monster and i did hear someone was like he's mind controlled so that's rationalized <laughs> I yeah. guess so, but it's still what I'm looking at on screen. But um, it's also like that's not how mind control work. Like mind control yeah, doesn't make yeah. you a weird little freak. Like, yeah. It makes you kind of a robot, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah that's not I how know. that works. Yeah, Although, like, so I, mind I, control I, mostly thing, just, so it can work how you want. But yeah. it's more that he's boring than anything else. He's just kind of yeah. generic. He's just a kind of generic character. Um, yeah. So also, Brian Singer is a bad director. He doesn't know how to shoot action uh or get coverage of shots so he gets an insane amount of coverage and then edits between it frantically to give the appearance of like excitement and action um he has no style he's like the opposite of an auteur he's such a hack so like he just watching this movie if you start paying attention to how often it cuts even in just like the most sedate 
two people having a conversation or walking through a space, it's just like cut, 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 cut. Like it will not st- stand still. And that's like it's covering up that he doesn't know how to like he has no real vision for uh, how to frame these scenes. And th- there's a few shots in this, like individual small little two or three second shots that work. I'm like, OK, that's a fun shot. Mystique sliding backwards through those doors, flipping off the guards. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, there's a couple cool shots, but. Overall, I think, like, the movie is just so poorly put together. Um, and it looks bad. It's so dull. Uh, it, it has, like, what? It, whoever did the color grading on it, it's color graded, like, brown and gray. People complain about this with the MCU, that it's all brown and gray. But they're complaining about the CGI. This is, like, somehow taking real people in real places and then just, to- like sapping the color saturation out of it. And it looks so boring. It's a... I mean, and the, such the costumes... Yeah. The costumes don't help. I think, like, them all looking the same, like, dark and leathery, it looks bad. It, it yeah. looks bad. Like, it's, it looks boring and bad. Like, by the end, when they're all standing in the president's office, they look like weird little bikers. And, like, that's not... <laughs> A biker king is broken into the president's office. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, right? Like, um, did you notice uh, Kevin Feige in that group? Oh, no, I didn't. He's... But, uh, yeah. There was... Bell, yeah. When they, like, froze everybody... In the president's office at the end, there was, like, one dweebus who was, like, had a pencil in his mouth, and he was, like, frozen in a kind of stupid Oh, is that looking... Kevin Feige? Yeah, it's... I, I hate oh, that okay. I recognized him. I was like, oh, I that's didn't. Kevin Feige. And I was, like, really annoyed that I recognized his face, but, yeah. I mean, I didn't even... I, don't, <laughs> I even looked that up. I'm assuming I'm correct, but I, I'm pretty sure I am. He produced this. Also, Brian Singer was at the beginning when um, Xavier froze everyone at the mall. Brian Singer was one of the people who was frozen. Okay. Okay. So what I, I kind of like, again, I want to compare this to like MCU stuff. Cause I, I, I do want to say like, I don't think this is, hmm, I don't think it's a terrible movie. Like, like the incredible Hulk uh, is one of the early MCU movies. I think that's a really bad movie. I think like there's just nothing there. I think there's some stuff here. I like one of my biggest problems with X2 is I was just bored. Like, um, more than I think it was, like, actively trash. But, like, what, you know, why am I I'm more forgiving of kind of a middling MCU movie than this? Yeah. And to me, I, I do think it does have, like, the same appeal as a comic book. Um, which I think now the, the, like, public opinion is starting to turn on that a little bit with the MCU. But, like, it's still very exciting to me to have the MCU feel like a big interconnected playground. And to feel like they will just do anything like they will combine these characters and smush them together in like strange and weird ways and you know hulk and thor hanging out right like it's hard imagining this movie combining with like spider-man right like it's hard to imagine that they would not necessarily because the tones differ but like that this movie would get as silly as spider-man i guess or like i'm also like as stylistic, I guess. Sure, like, yeah. Well, that's, that's Raimi, too, yeah. <clears throat> so I just, yeah. like, the, the tone of this movie is so, like, it, it's weirdly, it's just not comic booky. It feels like it's missing the point of X-Men. It's not, like, larger than life. It's, it had a ton of money. So I kind of was like, is it a budget thing? Do they not have money to, like, do big, fun swings? It, it, it just feels like a lack of imagination. Like, reading I mean, the original comics and being like, well, we can't do that. Like, it has to be fighter jets and storms. And, you yeah. know, like, besides the Magneto, I genuinely, the Magneto iron thing is, like, the only thing where I was like, okay, here's, like, superpowers, 
and they're used creatively. Otherwise, it feels like they're like, well, if people have superpowers, we have to use them in just ways that people will understand because otherwise it will be too weird and alienating for the audiences. Like if, you know, someone uses their powers in kind of an unconventional way rather than just like Pyro has flamethrowers, uh, Iceman freezes things. I mean, I think... Uh, to me, it kind of goes back to what we were saying about, like, the characters liking anything interesting. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah. this one of the big strengths of the MCU is, like, it's a huge cast of characters. And, like, you mm-hmm. have your faves from the, their, like, their, you follow their individual stories into Crossing. Um, and you you care about them. Also, because, like, the MCU is, I think, pretty good as, at letting act actors infuse personality into their characters. Yeah. Um, and I think the X-Men movies are totally missing that because, like, you get a cast of powers, not characters. Like, you get so many different characters mm, with powers in those movies, mm. in, in, like like in the the mansion invasion in, in this movie. But, like, none of them are characters and you, you don't really... I don't know, you don't care about them you don't you care about them because they're kids being attacked by by soldiers but like it doesn't do it's not an interesting way of building out the world like you know it's not gonna be it's not gonna be oh and this character is gonna stick around for the like if you know i think colossus is in, is in the yeah, yeah I, wanted, I wanted to bring is, up is there kitty is there kitty. like yeah those should be the characters that we we follow and like join instead of Rogan and Iceman like those should be I don't know infusing new blood like having new characters and caring for those characters like uh, just like giving them something to do I think like Wolverine being the main character is one of the big failings because like you can't build a franchise of like 10 movies with one every three years on one character that doesn't have that much room for evolution like Wolverine has one, like, he has his whole deal, which is, like, he doesn't remember his past and he's, like, kind of brutal. That That's his deal. Like, that's what he does. Like, you can't yeah. build a, ca- a story about mutant prejudice and, like, because, like, he's not that relevant to the whole story of mutant prejudice that, like, uh, Xavier and Magneto have going on. Like, if that's the main theme of those movies, but your main character doesn't really interact with that theme that much like that's that's a big failing that's like i think your your I mean, whole it, movie crumbles to, to the ground it, it's it still feels like a um kind of like a, a lack of imagination and a little bit of a skittishness of leaning into like again the comic booky x-men nature of this yeah. stuff in a way that like you know i think avengers broke the seal on right of like oh people will accept you know in avengers even like you know, took its time because they were like, we have to have four movies setting up each of these characters and then they I mean, all Gaussians, come together. Like but yes, the Galaxy well, I'm saying Avengers like did it first and then they were like, okay, well maybe audiences will accept, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and then we'll accept Civil War and there's literally 16 different superheroes. You Probably most audience members don't know all of them, but they're just going to like accept them and like kind of pick up their personalities along the way and Black Panther is going to be introduced not through an origin story but just kind of like as a side character who comes in, that's the first time you see Black Panther and you'll just pick it up and and run with it. So I think like this movie still feels hesitant about that. And how weird is it that Kitty and Colossus are basically not even cameos because they're kind of like unfaced actors. (laughs) Like, you know, and I think that like hesitance to expand the world and have it be bigger than adding 
Nightcrawler? Is Nightcrawler the only... Uh, Nightcrawler and Pyro, I think, are the only two that get added here. And I think Pyro was in the first one, but, like, he wasn't yeah. the same role that Kitty Alcalosis is in this one, like, just a background character. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I feel like... Or if he was, it wasn't the same actor. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, strange, right? Like, in that kind of, you know, if we have X-Men movies coming up, like, there's no way in each movie we're not going to get a whole handful. Okay, so... You know what movies, I think, capture that spirit of, like, here's a huge cast of characters and you can get the affection for them better than this is the Deadpool movies, specifically Deadpool yeah, 2. Yeah, sure. Deadpool 2 has a ton of great mutants, and I think they're all really fun. Colossus Shines, Cable's fun, Fire Fist, Domino, um, who else is in those? Negasonic, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Warhead. Uh, Yukio. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly, like, you know, not to mention, like, all the little, like, ecstatics people, X-Men's, right? Like, yeah. what's the... What do you mean? Are you correcting me? It is. They're ecstatics, <laughs> too. <laughs> right? That's not ecstatics. Well, not at the time. I mean, they're not called that in the movie, but they are the ecstatics. That's who No, they're is. not. It's like, it's the, like they're, they're neither ecstatics nor, nor expos. Like, if you want to say where, where they're from from the comics, like, neither. Like, it's George it's, W. Bridge, who's from weird Wolverine Deadpool comics. It's the Vanisher. Zeitgeist, though. Like, isn't, isn't Bill Skarsgård? He's Zeitgeist, which is ecstatics. Is he Zeitgeist? Yeah, maybe, he's the guy like, that's pukes. the one. He, like, pukes acid, right? He's, but, yeah, no, I guess maybe. it is X. It is X-Force. You're right. I just... <laughs> I always am. I'm a comic book master, and I don't like to be questioned. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. We'll leave you um, that title. Yeah, so it's like it's not like those characters have big arcs in the that movie, or not, at least not all of them. But, like, when you're expanding out a world of mutants and little characters... You know, like, seeing Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the second Deadpool, you're like, oh, yeah, her. I like her. She was fun in the first one. I can't imagine, like, in X-Men 3, I'm going to see Colossus and be like, oh, hell yeah, he's back. <laughs> like, yeah. Or Kitty Pride, who basically just gets, like, two two-second shots of her running through a wall and then, like, a reference that she broke into a military base. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so I mean, you know, it, again, it, it's hard to not take it try to like forgive it almost for its limitations of the time and like you know how long it took for them to build up to not being worried about this but it just it feels so sedate feels so safe and kind of quiet so like i i feel like i can understand you have nostalgia for this movie you watch it again you're like no that's really fun so like yeah, i'm not taking that away from anyone yeah but re-watching it uh with even high expectations or expectations that i would like have a blast and being excited uh we got to the part where they infiltrate Striker's military base at the end, and I was like, "There's 55 minutes left to this movie." Yeah, what like is, it's not the what end. What is going like, to take that's, 55? I was that's miserable. Like kind I was of so um, bored. <laughs> that's the second half of the movie is in Striker's base, and it's and so it's boring. Just looking. fight oh stuff. God. Like there's nothing yeah. interesting in there. Like the only interesting stuff are in the fir- first two thirds of the movie, which is like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, a two hour movie. Another- Magneto weirdly gets all the fun, like, superpower moments. I also like yeah. him, like, you know, all the soldiers waiting for them to come around the hallway. And then Magneto just pulls all the pins on the grenades on their vests. Yeah. Uh, that's really fun. I like I liked that moment, too. I mean, also, Ian um, McKellen it, is having so much fun. Well, like, there's, there's a Magneto weird detail Magneto is super here. funny in, this mo- in these movies. Like, he, he kind of has, like, a joker vibe in that like he's just enjoying this so much which isn't really a thing with comic book magneto like he yeah. he always feel like oh i have to do this even though i don't like it. it's like this magneto loves what he's doing like he enjoys this the, enjoys this so much the scene where which, they're like, all on the, really the x jet together and uh and 
Magneto and Mystique are like tittering together, uh, uh, looking at Rogue. Like and they're teenagers, like, we, yeah. They're like, we love what you. Ian McKellen's like, we love what you did with your hair, and then they like giggle together. <laughs> I'm like, what is <laughs> it was this cat, yeah. cattiness? Uh, it's, I mean, that was a weird detail. I was like, I don't know if this fits with the character. He's so like, he's like just being a teenage bully. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of um, works with this. Like, it gives him personality. Like, it makes him a more, I don't know, rounded character at least. Fun. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least it's something. At least it's a choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Now, I will say, like, one part I really liked and I didn't remember is, like, the whole scene where... I don't remember how it starts exactly, if, like, Magneto and Mystique rescue the X-Men or anything, but, like, those two teams have to work together to infiltrate Striker's base, and they have a whole, like a whole one or two scenes in the woods, like, camping together. And I think that's, like fun scenes that lead to interesting interactions between characters, which is, like, the only moments you see that in the entire movie, almost. Um, But, like, Nightcrawler talking to Mystique about, like, not fitting in because they look different, more different than the other mutants. Like, you get occasions for characters that wouldn't normally interact. And, like, that's that's fun. That's interesting. The Mystique Nightcrawler moment of giving the two of them where it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense that you'd want your two blue skinned characters to have a conversation. Like, uh, yeah, I agree that that is kind of something, but then the actual conversation is just so like kind of a big nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's basic, but it's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at least conceptually uh, it's, you know, it's an idea. Um, Yeah. Which is something you want to see, you know, you like the, the idea of like when Bucky Barnes meets Rocket Raccoon, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a fun... Like, why would you do that? Except that, like, the juxtaposition of these characters is kind of interesting. (laughs) And it's kind of fun to have them, like, bounce off each other. Um, Yeah, so, like, I... I, I'm bummed. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't like this movie. (laughs) I was was really hoping that I would. uh, So, like, don't... I'm not relishing trying to, like, take this movie down. But, uh... It did make me, like, I was like, yeah, we'll watch this. We'll probably watch X3. No, there's no way. There's no way I'm taking time for X3. Because if this is the good one and X3 or X-Men <laughs> The Last Stand is, like, the one that everyone hates. there's I, I mean, I kind of want to see it again. Like, I feel like... I'm go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll see that with Dave, I guess. If you want, yeah, sure, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, if you guys want to do that. I um, mean, yeah, we'll force you to come back for Origins Wolverine. Because that's... I think it's a fun movie to watch. Like, I have, it's not I a good not movie, but... I've not seen it. <sighs> yeah. I like. Uh, I remember liking the Wolverine. Okay, I, not great, but uh, but all right. I liked. There's some stuff in that movie that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, like barely remembers uh, to be honest. Yeah, the, I think it, this it gets weird and CGI at the end, but like he fights a bear. Yeah. There's some fun fight scenes in the middle. He gets shot oh, with a lot of arrows. I don't know. <laughs> I really like the only one that I'm interested in spending any time. Like to revisit his Days of Future Past because I remember liking that so much. Besides that, I'm kind of out on this franchise and ready for, you know, the MCU to pick it up again. Um, yeah, which I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, that's disappointing because X Men are so yeah. cool and like the fact that we've not like, and I think the most disappointing thing is they don't feel like X Men in a way. Like they yeah. lack that that soap opera na- nature, I guess. Um, and like, I mean, yeah, it, it come back to the same argument, but they're not X-Men movies. For the most part, they're Wolverine movies. And like, that's the well, case okay. until first class. I, I mean, I can get, I get why people like these movies, even X-Men fans at the time, right? Because like, yeah. it does feel like I'm jaded now because it's like, 
you know, if it's 2001, X-Men comes out, right? And, like, just having a comic book movie at this budget and this competence, right? They're competently put together movies. I think they're pretty yeah. dull and not, like, inspired, but they're not, like, disasters. To have them put together, right? It's like, if you're to a starving man, uh, a, a morsel is a feast, <laughs> kind of, right? Like, <laughs> so, like, if you're an X-Men fan, it's just cool to see, like, hey, Wolverine, you know, and like we get Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart as you know yeah. our characters, and like I even mean, if and they even are just pale like imitations, the, there's a reason why like the Nightcrawler introduction scene and the mention fights are like m- m- maybe the main two things people think of when they're like, oh, X two is the best movie, like because they're really fun. Like it's fun to see Nightcrawler teleporting around in the White House. It's fun to see Wolverine yeah, de- defending right. mutant kids and slashing like mutant fo- mutant foes. Like that's that's some cool X- visual X-Men stuff that works well. I think those mm-hmm. movies fail in their characters most of the times. They have fun visuals because because X-Men have fun visuals. Um and like yeah, it's it's fun to see that in live action. I totally, I totally get that. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's disappointing. Like I'd be, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why the, my opinion of it changed so much. In like, I think the last time I saw it was maybe three, four years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing. You were, you I'm, I'm excited. Yet, you were about a child to see the then. good ones, but yeah, yeah, young child. So um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 interesting to see it as someone who doesn't necessarily have the nostalgia for them. Like, the ones I have nostalgia for are, like, Days of Future Past, because that's one of the... F- maybe the first um, Marvel movie I saw, like, either that or, or Winter Soldier. Uh, so I have nostalgia to, for that, but, like, the ones people usually have nostalgia for, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, they're fun. They're, they're in, my, in my memory, <laughs> like, Days of Future Past also is kind of neat because it, like... It takes place on the two timelines, but, like, in the current timeline, I'm just like, aren't there just, like, a ton of characters that you don't actually even know? Like, it just is like, yeah, Warpath and Bishop and Sunspot are there. And they're not main characters, but it does, like, kind of just let them I mean, it's kind of the, the same world. problem than, like, Dimension. It's like, oh, I recognize those characters, but, like, they're no, not pretty maybe, characters. Like, I mean, the thing is, I wouldn't be as salty about Colossus if we got, like, even 45 seconds of cool Colossus action. Right. And like yeah. a couple quips from him. Right. That felt like really true to character where I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool. It was fun to seeing him. But like Kitty Pride, Right. We don't get anything except her falling through the floor once. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be annoyed as annoyed if the main characters we actually do see were interesting. <laughs> had, had yeah, that's true. Described. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, my God, like um, James Marsden's Cyclops is dire. Like. He's he, I liked mm, him in the first movie too, and yeah, he's rough here. Like uh, I love that actor, but like he ha- he's just here to be a rival for Wolverine. Gene, but he... Gene, <laughs> his his That's like really grief at her dying at the end is some of the worst act. Like it's the worst acting in the movie. I think it's really bad. It's so <laughs> it's so floppy. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and that Phoenix at the end. Like every time I watch this movie, I'm like. I mean, I guess I can kind of see a phoenix, yeah, like, but is, like, is it's really looking at clouds and seeing a rabbit. Like, it's just a weird <laughs> shape. Yeah, because again, they're probably just a little too nervous to be like, to just do a full-on firebird right in the, yeah, the water. Yeah, they should do. It's so fun. Wait, like, I, be I fun, be interesting. You, you love James Marsden? Why? I don't know. I like that actor. He's fun. From what? I don't. Sonic, I, don't... I guess. From what? Sonic. Tonic. What, what Sonic, the, the hedgehog. So Sonic? You say it's Sonic? 
Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that how, how you say, say it? it in France? Sonic. Yeah, and no, it's Sonic. Yeah, in French it's Sonic. That's oh, weird. Huh? Not, uh, Interesting. Sonic. Okay, I kept Sonic. Tunic. 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 Yeah. Mm. Tunic the Hedgehog. That's a fun. That's a, sure. that's a game about a rabbit, I think. Um, sure. Anyway. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Um, <laughs> if you love this movie, I'm happy. I'm not. Don't please don't get mad at us. Please don't uh, hurt I, us. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Please please don't come to my house. But also like. <laughs> It's fine. I, I really don't, like, I don't need to argue about it. Um, I want to just talk. We got a little bit of time left. Charlotte, do you want to talk about professional wrestling with me? Because I'm getting into professional wrestling these days. I don't know anything about professional wrestling, so sure. Should Let me fun. just tell you everything about professional wrestling. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> watching 90s professional wrestling, uh, WWE and WCW. Just watched... Uh, just watched a pay-per-view from 1995, Fall Brawl, where uh, at the end Hulk Hogan defeated his opponents and then a big man called the Giant came out of nowhere and maybe snapped Hulk Hogan's neck and that's where it ended and they were he was laying still on the ground with the people calling, get an ambulance, get an ambulance. <laughs> They're like, sorry folks, we got to cut this short, but we, re- we sure hope Hulk Hogan's okay. And that is where it ended and then like the next week they're milking like, that's we're trying to get updates for you, but it's like... You're really trying to you're really trying to tell me like Hulk Hogan just died in the ring like it's so <laughs> it's so funny um yeah I've been I've been getting into really I mean, it's very com- comic booky like that it's sounds so like a scene from an X Men movie where, like well we don't know if Post Xavier is dead <laughs> like and the issue on that and starting the the one with like a fake suspense <laughs> like no, yeah he's not dead all I these build ups of rivalries fun. and like especially actually it does really have the comic book thing of like. You know, people on the same side. One of the the main things was like the Hulkamaniacs, which is Hulk Hogan's team, uh, had a uh, four members, and one of them, Lex Luger, was pulled in at the last minute as like, <laughs> and, and Macho Man Randy Savage did not trust Lex Luger, but like begrudgingly let him on the team. But during the big four on four match, Lex Luger accidentally punched Macho Man Randy Savage in the back of the head, and now there's like, you know, the two good guys are facing off each other because of a misunderstanding. Um, you know, That's which is all it's all books. phony and made up when i was a kid i was like too serious and i like my dad watched tons of wrestling and i watched it a bunch with him but i was always like it's fake i don't care like and i couldn't get into it and now like embracing the fakeness and the irony of it yeah uh, i'm kind of having a blast anyway if yeah, you want to come like... talk about wrestling with me uh we have a wrestling slack channel and uh i've been posting a lot about it in there so yeah, that's interesting. It's like that's not a thing in fr- like I know it's a big thing, a big part of American culture. Like you get that on yeah. TV, but like, and a lot of people watch it. That's not a thing in France. Like there are no like I know there are some French wrestlers, but that's I think that's kind of old fashioned. That was maybe more thing 30, 40 years ago. But like that's you you can't find a channel on French TV that like shows wrestling. That that's just not a thing. <laughs> Uh, but like that sounds funny. It's very like it's very live action comic books from from what I from what I understand. Um, yeah, and like yeah. I'm not someone who's way into sports, but like with that built up like extra extra characters and personality infused into that, like that that sounds fun. That sounds fun. And there is oh, you know what? I mean, I just watched a match that was like during the same pay per view, where it was like a 20 minute timer, and then they hit the 20 minute, and neither of them had managed to pin each other. And it just kind of turned into one of these, like, they're both just physically exhausted. And the thing is, 
they really are like the athleticism is impressive so it was like half an hour into this match and you could tell like both men were truly just like at the end of their ropes but they just wouldn't stop fighting and i did get that feeling that you get from like good spider-man comics of like yeah like they kept breaking free of holds and i like i'm like i know this is staged and i know like the outcome of the match is planned but i kept being like no what oh my god like i thought for sure that was it <laughs> like i got really invested in that uh one one french wrestler i do know about is i don't actually think he's french but he's a pirate called jean-pierre lafitte uh and he's uh he's a thieving pirate uh <laughs> wrestler so like at one point he stole some sunglasses from a kid from the audience who did cry <laughs> when he had them stolen from him <laughs> Uh, which is, which is, I think it's just, he was a wrestler who had one eye. Uh, and so they were like, well, we'll give you an eye patch and you'll become a, a pirate wrestler. Um, <laughs> makes sense. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah, the, uh, what was, there was one other thing I was going to tell you about before I called it quits. Uh, oh, oh, Iron Sheik. Oh my God. I think, I, I think you'd like this I'm guy sorry, too. Wh- Iron what? The Iron Sheik. Okay. Um, and so he... <laughs> This is 1980s wrestling. He's uh, Iranian, and he fights on a tag team with a USSR guy. <laughs> so it was like America's enemies in the 80s. Um, you know, it's like the, the Cold War and Iran, even though it yeah. doesn't make sense politically, because Iran and the USSR were at odds with each other. But it's it's very dumb. It's like cartoon level understanding of, you know, geopolitics. And I know it's based in, well, like, xenophobia. Sounds very coming bookie. <laughs> it, it's, it, yo, totally. It's very based in, like, nationalism and xenophobia. But it's so funny because they come out, they're the heels, they're the bad guys. And it's like they're swinging, you know, an Iranian flag. It's this big bald guy with a curly mustache. And it's like, they start out, they come out, and literally he sings the Iranian national anthem to the entire crowd, being like, boo, boo. And he sings the whole Iranian national anthem. And then, like... What? They're like, Iran forever, USSR forever, America, and like spits on the ground. Like, it's, it's you're, extremely I mean, funny. I feel like you're literally describing a scene from Avatar of the Last Airbender <laughs> that must have been like inspired from that. But like, oh, with yeah, the I, I know. Fake Fire Nation, Fire Nation wrestler in the Earth Kingdom, like, sure. getting yeah. his ass kicked by, by Tuff and being like, yeah, Fire Nation forever, and everyone bring him. Like, that's that's literally the exact same thing. Yeah, which I, like, I think must that have happened to the show. real. The real heel stuff. Iron Sheik's also extremely funny now on Twitter. He's uh, he's like a seventy-five-year-old man who posts stuff on Twitter all the time. He's uh, he's worth checking. I can't read any of his tweets because they're all uh, vulgar. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm watching wrestling. Come join me on my wrestling journey in the Slack. Nice. <laughs> um, nice, that was nice. my who's real who's your favorite um, wrestler and actor? Ooh, I don't know. Um, who's I mean, your favorite John- wrestler and actor? I mean, probably the only one that I actually... Because I don't really like The Rock. I think The Rock's pretty lazy these days yeah. in his acting. Um, it's probably John Cena. John Cena's really funny. Um, oh, yeah. The few, thing, the few things I mean, I've seen I him... It, I, yeah, go on. I think it's either John Cena or Dave Bautista. Is, uh, is oh, the, yeah, the, no, the Dave Bautista's... No, it's Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista's yeah. like a legitimately really compelling actor now. Uh, yeah. I think he's he's actually excellent. John Cena's surprisingly really funny. Like... Um, I, I sometimes I just go on YouTube and watch that John Cena scenes from Trainwreck. Have you seen that movie? The Amy Schumer movie? No, I movie? haven't. You should just watch the John Cena scenes. <laughs> him being heckled in a movie theater. This guy is just like heckling him to be quiet, basically. And he calls him like 
because I think because he's a Boston accent, he calls him Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> the the guy. <laughs> and John Cena's like, I'm like if Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> so good, that is perfect. <laughs> he's, yeah, no, he's I mean, I funny. I need to like. I think he's. I've heard he's good in Bumblebee. I still haven't watched Peacemaker, uh, which I need to watch. But yeah, oh he's yeah, like, yeah, he's fun. He's, really he's fun. fun in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Dave Bautista, I think, has an actual dramatic career ahead of him yeah. with uh, like Dune and the new Blade Runner and Cabin in the Woods. Um, Glass Onion. Um, yeah. uh, what? <laughs> Glass Onion. Oh yeah, yeah, he's really good in that too. He's very solid. Yeah. Uh, like literally, he's a very solid man. You kind of feel like <laughs> just kind of. There's no give to him if you, you press a finger against him. Yep. Exactly. Um, okay. I think we should wrap it up. Uh, a lot of people have left by now. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave would have never allowed this, so that's why I'm giving it out here. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash here. Reviews on Apple Podcast are welcome. We still have that very strange review where someone seemingly... I don't know if they've even listened to the show because they say the host... The hosts are the opposite of entertaining uh, and tell us to focus on the subject matter, which is the opposite of what I just did. Um, yes. but, please please but yeah, send go. us a review telling us who's, who's your favorite uh, wrestler and uh, mm-hmm. what uh, what matches should, uh, should Zach see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm genuinely, I, I am taking recommendations. But like only talk about that. Like leave us a review as if we were a wrestling podcast. Like, yes, that's please. perfect. Please do. Please. I like that. Okay. Um, thanks all for listening. Next week, we'll be covering those Fantastic Four comics. I mentioned earlier, you can find the issues in the show notes. And Music's by Disaster. Sure Zach, please read those issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah unlike <laughs> me, read the Avengers. You recommend the Avengers issues, right? So uh, you, li- you liked them, okay? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was... Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the best part of the, the Kang Dynasty. I know. Yeah, yeah, well, I just didn't that. have time, and I was a little yeah, unmotivated. Sure, sure. But, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you next year. See you next year. Uh-huh.